Hello and welcome again to Oscar Mike Radio. Oscar Mike Radio is part of the Hubazoo Network. You can find out more on hubazoo.com. And again, thank you to all my sponsors and supporters. Love you all. And there's a lot of love going on here tonight, believe it or not, because I get to talk to another Marine, another Marine podcaster, a Marine business owner, and the Marine who got the Veterans Podcast Awards going, Shane Cunningham of the Broken Jarhead Podcast. Welcome to Oscar Mike Radio. Thanks, man. Good to be here. You know, um, we were kind of chatting before this, and it really is true. We'll, we'll get into the awards later, but I wasn't going to do the awards, and, and here we are, and, and I'm really happy to be talking with you. I want to thank you for taking the time to talk with me. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on, and congratulations. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Thank you. So I, I, I hear about the awards, I start looking at you, and I'm like, okay, Marine Corps, cool. It would be a Marine getting this started. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty narcissistic, right? <laughs> well, you would think the Air Force and Navy would be all over this. Or the, uh, That's true. That's true. But it, they it's, got it's, it's money. It's, they got the money. They got the smarts. But it's it's us doing this. Yeah. So I'm, I'm all about that. But you were in signals in the Marine Corps. Now, what's signals comprised of? Uh, yeah, so signals intelligence, um, it's, it's basically collecting different types of signals from foreign adversaries to identify locations and all that fun secret squirrel stuff, and then send it back and get it all figured out and know where to, where to go. So it was a lot of like the, um, you know, crawling around on the ground with radios or being in a tent and the sticks surrounded by seawire, you know, trying to get some signal, basically just sit around and intercept signals. It's, it, it sounds more glamorous. Uh, like if you just say signals intelligence, it sounds like, ah, oh, that's kind of cool. But it's actually really boring, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> well, boring, boring's not a bad thing, man. Boring's not no, a bad no, thing. No, no, no. But, but still, I mean, you, you, you would probably be considered one of the smarter Marines, right? Uh, yeah, as oxymoronic as that is, yeah. Right, right. Well, <laughs> my, they gave me the three options. My first option was parachute rigger because I just was like, ah, it'd be cool to jump from a plane. And then I scored high on all the little tests and like, well, you're going to be uh, intel. I was like, okay. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah. Did you serve in Afghanistan or Iraq? Yeah, yeah, I bounced around a little bit. So, okay. yeah. so you serve in Afghanistan, Iraq, you're in the Marine Corps. And, and you get out. Now, the cool thing, ladies and gentlemen, if you go to his site, and I'll have the link scrolling there, there below in, in the show, is you make stuff. You got yeah. into design, you make stuff. It looks like you do some design work and some branding work and some apparel work. How, how did all that come into play after the Marine Corps? So when I got out of the Marine Corps, I did government contracting and then became a government civilian. And uh, during COVID, I just noticed more and more that uh, some of my buddies were kind of down and, and depressed and stuff. So we just started it in December. Um, and so it, would, it just started with just drawing or designing some weird stuff, like a big green weenie uh, that says, gotcha, bitch, across the chest, you know, just to get some like cheap laughs out and send it around to people. Uh, and they're like, hey, you should make stickers or something. So we did that. And then so I was like, if you turn that into a patch, I, I would wear that, like the embrace the suck patch with the juicy lips. 
So we did that and it just kind of snowballed um, and did some challenge coins and, and those are pretty cool. And then got into apparel a little bit. Everybody gets into apparel and does like the drop shipping thing. So I did that for a little bit. And then uh, after a while, I started realizing my dropshipper changed produ production and everything was made in China and different places like that. And personally, like I'm all for globalization and all that kind of stuff. But personally, I like the idea of made in America, uh, especially marketing to veterans or whatever, like made in America by veterans, that kind of thing. And so I started looking around and people just didn't do it um, because it's expensive. And so I said, you know what? Uh, I'm going to do this and I don't really need the money. So if nobody buys it because it's going to be expensive, then they won't buy it. That's, that's fine. Um, but I wanted to actually take a stand for something. Um, so right now we're getting ready to do some apparel where down to the cotton and the um, thread that it's, that it's made, that it's sewn with is made in the United States, um, farmed in the United States, the seamstresses and seamsters, I guess are, uh, parents of veterans, veterans, mill spouses. So it's kind of slow coming, but we're going to get there. And, and that's the goal. Um, so our little slogan is if it's not made in America, it's not broken jarhead. And so there are two reasons really is why it turned into a business um, is I, I got tired of seeing all of the bro vet stuff. Like I have some and and where and that kind of thing but every everybody does it i was like what can we do that's a little bit different uh and then also have the underlying thing of mental health and um every everything touts you know mental health awareness and mental health awareness my mantra is everybody knows about mental health we don't need to spend millions of dollars telling people that mental health crisis is a thing and i tried to team up with some of the bigger promoters of this and kind of got the cold shaft. I'm not going to call them out on air, but I pulled up their tax. I have a marketing degree and a master's in law. Uh, so I nerded out, pulled up all of their tax forms and everything else like that. And this one in particular uh, last year or two years ago, raised $4 million and spent $35,000 on conferences about mental awareness. So where's all the money going? So instead of bringing awareness about mental illness, I said, I'm going to be different and I'm going to use whatever money I get from this business to actually do something about the mental health. And so um, we got Baxter now. He's training to be a therapy dog, get him in with veterans and old people and kids and that kind of thing. Uh, Do the podcast awards and promote it and, you know, promote people that are, that are doing something about it. Uh, sponsor gaming channels, that kind of thing. So we don't have a lot of capital, but I feel like we're doing more than some people are or some businesses are about actually doing something about it or trying to do something about it instead of saying, hey guys, I need millions of dollars to tell other people that, pe that veterans have mental illness. So I'm kind of a hard ass in that realm. <laughs> well, it does bring up a point. I mean, you know, there has to be an action component because uh, for the last 12 years since 2010, you know, it's been the, the message, you know, everybody knows that PTSD is a problem. And I think for the veterans themselves, they want to do something to kind of move past this. Right. So how's it been with COVID, you know, finding these suppliers and these people that, you know, grow cotton in the United States? What's, what, what's that journey been like? 
is actually pretty easy because uh, everybody, all the sh- all the shortages and everything else is because people buy their shit and oh, can I cuss? Sorry, buy all of their. I don't normally do it. Okay, I, I won't let it I out. I right, can great. control myself. Uh, <laughs> buy all of their stuff overseas. Um, so for the most part, it's actually been pretty easy to find stuff in the United States. And like I said, I don't mind paying more money for it, uh, knowing that it's sourced here. And so far, my customers don't mind paying more for it. So, um, yeah, it's it, it, there's there's limitations in terms of like, for instance, hats. It's hard to get find any hat that's made in America, you know, and wow. and that kind of irks me that you have you have all of these sports teams wearing hats that are made in China and embroidered in America. Like that's not the same. I I was able to find like two hat makers that make hats in America, but people don't, everybody wants to buy American, but nobody wants to pay the prices for it. And so that's my thing is I'm going to have few items, but they're going to have like, they're going to be, have character. They're going to tell a story. They're going to mean something. And so, yeah, if, if you want to support that kind of thing, then, then that's what I want. I want people to you know, wear a product as an experience, you know, or design as opposed to just, it's just another t-shirt that has an American flag on the left sleeve or something like that. Um, so yeah, so there's been some hindrances and in that case, I just don't sell that product. Um, but for the most part, uh, pretty easy actually. (laughs) How's how's the quality? Because, you know, I get, well, the, the quality in China is so much better than America. And I, I'm like, I'm not sure about that with other things that I do. That's not necessarily true. Yeah. No, the quality in China is crap. Like you can get high quality Chinese products, uh, but they're still not that great. Um, and so, but it's the same in America because you'll still have that manufacturer that's made in America and they're proud of that, but they still want, they're still after that profit. Right. And so they're, they're, they're scrimping, skimping, whatever, uh, making things not as good. So for me, like I went through a lot of different manufacturers for things and spent quite a bit of money getting garbage product. And then finally landed uh, on a few where it comes down to, you have to find someone with the same mission. I don't mind paying more for a product if I know that they are putting their hard work into it. So like our challenge coins, the majority of them are made out of solid copper. Oh, wow. So we have some, yeah. So we have, so they're heavy. Uh, they're cool. gives a different kind of dy- uh, vintage dynamic. And the guy that makes them presses them all. Like he has a machine, but he, he uses good copper. It's not some crap made type thing. And so a lot of investigating and talking to these people and um, just calling them on the phone and tell them, Hey, where do you get your stuff? How do you make it? I want to know everything about it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's difficult to find that, but it, it, but there are a lot of companies still in America, mostly smaller companies that take pride in making quality over quantity. It's kind of like Ferrari. Ferrari makes what 300,000 of one kind of car or less sometimes, whereas Honda or Ford will make, you know, 2 million of it. Ferrari costs more for a reason because they put that initiative into it. Not that Honda or Ford is bad, but you know, when you get a Ferrari, your everything is perfect. Right. And so you have that in the same way with the manufacturing that those few companies out there that actually take pride in their stuff are generally veteran owned and, uh, and they don't mind actually putting the hard work and, and, you know, it costs more, but it, it, I think we need to make that bigger. 
is stop relying so much. Like if you're buying like a German vehicle or something like that, I'm all for that kind of thing. My problem is specifically like with China and, and different countries that are funding terrorism or communist or whatever it may be. Or just slave just labor, for lack of a better term. Or slave labor, yeah, or, I mean, or that. Like, it's just, I, I'm not I'm not doing it. And everybody says they're not going to do it, um, but I'm actually just doing it. So it's not to toot my own. Yeah, it is to toot my own horn. Yeah. Everybody, I got on the, I'll tell you this one story. I get on this uh, veteranpreneur uh, page on Facebook. And so they're veteran entrepreneurs, right? Mash it up. And I'm bringing up things about American-made stuff, and I just get roasted. And I was like, it's super weird to me that on a veteran entrepreneurial page on Facebook, I'm going to get roasted uh, for talking about trying to do American made stuff and how I'm not going to be successful and all of this kind of stuff. And I don't understand globalization and, and all that. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, it's interesting. There's a lot of people it's, who it's almost are just like you know, Shane, it's almost like you're being rebellious against the norm by going USA. It, yeah, it kind of seems that way which is is weird kind of cool like, yeah i like it i mean that's that's everything that i do like this shirt that i've got on right that's now good. is says uh this is a design <laughs> that we did it says america down at the bottom and it's a big turkey with an indian holding a, a cowboy hat head and a cowboy holding an indian head and the whole mantra that i go with including the mental you know health type thing is to just think for yourself you know, so we have all of these people or the or the politics or whatever it may be, left, right, whatever it is, talking about how, oh, you know, Columbus Day is bad or this is bad or whatever else. And so, you know, this one is founding fathers versus savages. At the end of the day, everybody was killing everybody. And, and you know, so think for yourself. Stop doing what everybody else expects you to do. Find that inner happiness and do what makes you happy and just think for yourself. Like, I think it's super ridiculous so i'm a christian uh and so personally i don't agree with gay marriage however in a political setting you have the left going on about that you got the right going on about conservatism conservatism and i'm thinking why in the world should the government tell me or allow me to marry anybody so from a political viewpoint marry whoever you want to marry my stance is keep the government out of it, but the po politicians and the government want the sides to fight so that we can be split. And so I try to ride that line in the middle, the rebellious line, I guess, as, as you said, of thinking for yourself and questioning what's the underlying piece here. What, why is it that even we have to get permission from the government to get married in the first place? Right. So, yeah, I guess it's a little well, bit of rebellion. Or you could have guys like me, Shane, who are like, you know, no marriage at all. It's just a bad deal. Yeah, I mean, that's, well, I have a, a one of my best friends actually is gay and he's talking about getting married. And, I was, and he's like, what do you think? And I was like, oh. I mean, you know what I think from like my Christian Christian viewpoint? But I said, but personally, if you want to join the rest of the miserable people, then have at it, man. <laughs> I, I, had, I had a couple of gay friends of mine get married. And then about three to five years later, they're all like, now we understand. Yeah, it's not all it's cracked up to be. Then, then <laughs> I one, mean, I love my wife. but <laughs> One got divorced and he calls me up and he's like, now I get it. Because he <laughs> he literally lost half of everything he had and he couldn't believe it. He's like, yeah. he just thought that was a fairy tale. I'm like, <laughs> I'll buy you a beer. I don't drink, bro, but I'll buy you a beer. And, 
you can cry on my <laughs> shoulder. It, it was, it was, it was sad because, you know, in, in, in their, in their life, that was a real commitment he made. I really had to respect that, you yeah. know, um, agree with it, disagree with it. I mean, he made the commitment to that person. He followed through on that a lot better than some married people I know. And it hurt him deeply when it, when it got done. So, um, yeah, we all have our views and stuff and, you know, you, you go in the Marine Corps, you have this mission to make things in the U S with this mental advocacy point. How did you get into podcasting? Where did that come into play? So it was kind of at first, um, Nick and I, the co-host, um, we just wanted to vent. Uh, and as we started talking about doing it, we were almost, we weren't recording, but it was almost as if we were recording our podcast. We're talking about what we could try to do. And, and it was like, let's just record this and see what happens because we just bicker back and forth and complain or whatever else like that. And so our goal was let's, let's just do that. Let's make it short and leave politics out of it and just have like a, a conversation on air. Uh, and the more that we did it, uh, the more we realized it really helped kind of our mind, easing our mind and talking through things and, and that kind of stuff. And the more we, you know, researched then looking into PTSD and that kind of thing, uh, you know, PTSD stemming from basically bottling everything up and not talking about it and, and not dealing with it and facing it. And it, becomes this monster these repressed memories that when we were in we were told you know shut up and go back to work if you go deal with it you're weak or something like that and all these repressed memories coming back and so you know he was doing therapy i was doing therapy and then we were complaining on the podcast together and it was just therapeutic really um we stopped recording we were we were doing well we had a lot of downloads and stuff but we kind of stopped recording because we were we were getting busy with the business and then coming up with fresh ideas. We didn't want it to just taper off and, and be trash. So we just stopped recording for a while. We may come back. Well, that's cool. And that happens. Um, and sometimes a break is needed. So you're, you're doing this. So where, because one of the reasons I'm talking to Shane, ladies and gentlemen, is the Veterans Podcast Awards and the National Military Podcast Day. You know, what was your involvement in all that, man? Because for, for me, that kind of came out of nowhere. I've been doing uh, podcasting for over five years. There's a lot of veterans podcasts, a lot more now. But when you go to like, you know, uh, trade shows and network meetups, veterans are almost military themed. Anything is niche of niches. Yeah. So, so where'd that come from for you? So honestly, we were just kind of joking around. And, and once we uh, hit quite a few downloads and stuff and, and, and Apple, uh, we had a lot of re good reviews and that kind of thing. We're like, hey, well, let's like uh, let's see if there's any like award shows to apply to and, and see what happens. And so we found iHeartRadio and the People's Choice Awards. Um, and I was like, oh, let's look at this, see if there's more like veteran themed stuff. And there wasn't. And so I said, what if we just did that? Like we're 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 feeling good from this. Uh, and now at this point, I think it's like March or April. So it was just a few months ago. Uh, and <laughs> I was like, it's making us feel good. It's got to make other people feel good. And then we just, I bought the URL just in case. Uh, and we said, okay, let, yeah, let's just do it. So we started getting everything together um, and looking for a date to do it on. 
what is it? September 30th is uh, international podcast day. So that was the initial award ceremony. But then I was told that that's the day that people's choice was doing it. So being our narcissistic selves, uh, we looked for another day that is maybe there's a veteran podcast or whatever. Couldn't find it. Said, you know what, let's do this. Let's just make it a national holiday. So we did the paperwork, paid the money and, uh, and, set it up to have national military podcast day and, and then the first annual veteran podcast awards. And so that was, you know, we only had six months, so that's why we didn't have a lot of money for marketing and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, cause it was just out of our pocket. Um, yeah, everything just kind of snowballed and we were like, yeah, if it works, it works. If not, it doesn't. So, you know, we, we had a, a smaller crowd, but significantly more than I expected. And, um, based on everything, everybody that's been emailing and that kind of thing, we should have at least double the podcast next year. I think a lot of people thought it was like a gimmick at first because it, it did just come out of the blue. It would just boom. We're on the scene. Well, I was like, Travis, what is this? He's like, Travis, this, this is really legit. I'm like, okay, man, you're telling me this is legit. You're a legit guy. I'll, I'll, I'll come in. Yeah. I didn't know what it was because it's never been done before. So I'm like, What's going on with this? How did you get Travis Johnson to help you out with this? I think, you know, Juan Garcia, Sergeant G? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, everything happened so quickly. Like when we started setting it up, this up, it just was bombarding. Uh, I'm pretty sure he introduced me to him. And then I was like, okay, this would be good if he like hosted it. Because what I wanted to avoid is, yeah, it's presented by Broken Jarhead because I want yeah, I want people to see my business and I want them to see that a, a jarhead's doing it, but I don't want it to be a marketing gimmick. Right. And so I just kind of asked Travis if he would host it and he was like, yes, absolutely. Uh, and so he, his network's huge and we weren't very old. I mean, you know, as a company, we were what, six months old and something like that. So he did, he started doing all the, all the promotion for the most part and, and getting it out there. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it definitely wouldn't have been what it was uh, without without Travis. So, uh, big big shout out to him. But uh, yeah, he he helped a lot. I've never done anything like this, so he he kind of guided me along the way and gave me tips and stuff. Because I just kind of get ideas and run with them, and then I get in the middle of them and I'm like, hmm, maybe should have thought things through a little bit more. Uh, but you know, that's what Marines do. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, and then from there, sure. I sent, I can't remember all the companies, five companies. I just sent them emails and explained what we were doing. And two of them said, we're not going to put our name on something that's a first annual something, which I was like, okay, that makes sense. If it goes terrible, they don't want their name on it. Uh, one of them said we didn't have a, enough exposure. And then sure comes back after like three weeks and they're like, yeah, we'll sponsor you and we'll give you this uh, customized mic. What do you think? And I was like, I, I looked these people up. You know, I was like, there's no way someone's trolling me. Like, there's no way that this is happening. I and uh, yeah, that, man, I'm like, oh, I know it, it, that's huge. So and yeah, sure enough, Dane, he's the uh, he's the director of communications over there. Um, true to his word and made it made it happen. So that was that was super cool. Because I'll tell you honestly, you know, Shane, I, I, I was like pretty stoked to get uh, be a finalist in news and Marine Corps. I was pretty stoked about that. Even if I didn't win, but I really wanted the custom sure microphone because <laughs> that was like bomb. And I'm like, they got sure. Not, not one, not two, but two mics. That was pretty yeah. cool. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I, we definitely wanted to give something away. Um, 
just to make it a little bit more other than the awards, because, you know, we're not as big as iHeart, so we're not giving away goodie bags and that kind of thing. So we just wanted to make it something where you could get a little bit more exposure and get kind of a bonus gift and that kind of thing. If you didn't get, you know, nominated or finalists or something, you know, still stick around. You can still win the, uh, win, win the um, mic. And then also there's so many veterans that once they get a little bit of momentum in podcasting, um, they want to invest in other stuff, but a lot of them just don't have money. So it was like, let's, what better mics are there? I mean, I'm sure there are, but what, if Michael Jackson recorded Thriller on the SM7B, then it's good enough for us. <laughs> and so we're like, let's, let's do these sure mics and, and, and see how it works. So no, that, uh, yeah. that's, that's a microphone that I hope to own one of these days. I'm still <laughs> rocking a mono price mic, making it sound good, but uh, it just, it was really cool. It's like, okay, this, this thing is legit now. And I can tell you, man, when I started telling people that, hey, I'm, I'm part of this and, and, you know, I thank Travis several times for kind of giving me a little push to, to enter, uh, people became more interested not only in my show, but in other shows. And they asked a lot of questions about veterans doing this. So, um, you know, as this wound down, what was it like when you're watching the award ceremony, seeing all the people on Facebook check in? It was kind of surreal. Um like it, it, it felt good to finally have it pretty much over with. I know that sounds bad, but there was so much buildup and like, you know, making sure everything was right and, and getting all the slides and making sure it wasn't going to be a catastrophe. It was just very stressful. You know, it's like when you're, have you ever been married once? Okay. So it's like the buildup to the wedding. Like you, you spend all of these months and months and months of torment for like 10 minutes of action. And it was kind of like that. So once it was finally happening, it was like, oh, this is so cool. Is and your then, wife listening right now? I'm just curious. No, nah, she's upstairs. I told her to stay out of the room. Nice. I love her. I like her a lot. Okay. I don't All just right. love her. I like her. Yeah, it sounds terrible. Um, we actually got married in a courthouse. My first marriage was that whole scene that I just gave you. So I'm a little, have a little animosity there. All right. Uh, but yeah, man, it, it was super cool to see that happening. And then people are actually interacting and enjoying it and being able to put their, you know, comments up, uh, up on the screen and answer back and stuff. It, it, it was super cool. Like it felt like we were just hanging out around a smoke pit or something and just clowning around like the old days, you know? Uh, so yeah, I, I, I liked it a lot. It, it was, it was very fulfilling. Well, I, I have, I don't have all of them, but I got some of these and oh, I, yeah. I put them in all my podcast uh, SKB cases and stuff like that. And cool, I'm, get, yeah. I'm getting um, uh, a flag made and oh, she's, cool. she's going to epoxy over this on the woods. So it's going to kind of float there. And oh, cool. yeah, I kind of wanted to mark that. And then just to show you, I'm not full around. I got the coin too. Oh yeah. 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 I really like. I, I, was, I was happy with the coins personally. I, I got them. I was like, Oh, these are pretty cool. <laughs> no, it, it, this really like it, it is cool because uh, I got number 16 because that's when my show started. That's the year my show started. So oh, cool. I, I, the, 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 the stickers, the decals, the, the, the challenge coin and the other stuff. And then the, the website where I could log in and do all that stuff was just really well done. Thanks. Well man. done. Yeah, man. I mean, um, so what's next for uh, the broken jarhead podcast or your company or what you're doing? So for the podcast, it's undetermined when we're going to come back. It's we probably will um because we had a lot of people asking about it but i also kind of am interested in getting into vlogging <laughs> that's what the kids call it these days um 
the I, I write some blogs uh, and and yeah, they seem, yeah so they seem to go over well i talk a lot about my personal struggles uh alcohol and different stuff like that and every time i write one um I mean, there's not a ton of them but every time i write one i get someone that at least one person come in and say hey i you know I, I didn't realize that that many people were struggling with it. I didn't realize you were struggling with it. Like it makes me feel like it, it motivates me. Um, and so I would really like to focus in on that because I think there's a lot of people, one that aren't happy, you know, and it's kind of a cliche about, are you happy? Yeah, of course I'm happy, but are you happy for the right reasons? Like, are you, do you, are you doing what the go- uh, government <laughs> almost, are you doing what the world expects you to do right so you have a lot of these like 50 55 year olds go out and buy the corvette whatever it may be because they have their midlife crisis they have the house they have the wife they have the kids they have the money they have everything that the world told them would make them happy but why do they have these midlife crises crises is because they're not happy and so for instance i'm quitting the government um and i'm going to do this full time because it makes me happy and i'm sick of the government and i'm sick of the government work and so through my therapy and especially stopping drinking and and the business and the exposure to all of these people around. There's a lot of people that I feel like I can help just by being open and honest uh, with my own difficulties that I've had. And that I currently have, I'm not saying like I'm perfect or anything, but things that I constantly deal with. And I feel like, so I didn't have a dad growing up. And I feel like if you, as a, I think as men, we need to be a little bit more in touch with our feelings and stop being so judgmental uh, and just like actually have a heart to heart. Like it's okay to cry at times, right? Like I teach my son, like it's okay to cry if you're hurt or something, but don't cry because you're not going to get a cheeseburger or something. But like, why can't men talk about their emotions? Why can't a man tell another man that they love them, you know, and that kind of thing. And we're so cut off because the world has told us that a man is supposed to act one way and what, you know, basically what makes you happy, do what makes you happy and stop living for everybody else and live for yourself. Um, so that's kind of the direction that we're going through the art and the, in the, and the blog or the vlog or podcast. And then with the business itself, we've gotten into uh, wood engraving. We make custom sobriety coins, we make a whole bunch of stuff, but um, do custom um, sobriety coins because a lot of people don't want to go to AA. Like I went to one and the guy was like, oh, one of the guys was like, oh yeah, man, uh, I just got out of jail. Like uh, I did a stint in jail because I ran a, a stop sign when I was drunk and I almost killed two people. And I was like, okay, I just kind of want to stop drinking. So it wasn't for me. So I did, I stopped without AA, but I wanted something to symbolize that. And so I made my own sobriety coins and other people liked them. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll throw these up on Etsy. And uh, now it's a bestseller. There's a a lot of alcoholics out there. Um, so basically centering art and designs and everything around that, around people, what they want to see, what artwork they want, what makes them happy. And that makes me happy. So uh, that kind of answers your question, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. And I think, I think you hit on something is, you know, we as men, we as veterans, we as people are, can get in a trap of trying to do what we think other people want for us. Yeah. instead of doing you know what, what makes us happy and you know i'm a perfect example of that shane i mean this this show made me happy at a dark time in my life and the more i did it the more change came in so it does work you're not just you yeah. know spouting you know fluff awesome <laughs> awesome 
Well, again, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Travis with Oscar Mike Radio. I have on Shane Cunningham, uh, Marine veteran, business owner, Broken Jarhead podcast. I'll have his link right now. You can look at his link right now and below us and go to his website and check out all this cool stuff. And just a big thank you, man, for doing the Veterans Podcast Awards. I had a great experience. Absolutely. I'm glad. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do it again next year and make it better. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, as we say in Hawk, um, Shane, we are mission in flight. 